Welcome to the Money Love Podcast. I'm your host and money coach, Paige Pritchard. If you're ready to uplevel your results in relationship with money, you're in the right place. Each week, I give you the tools to transform your mindset, manage your emotions, and achieve results with your money you never dreamed were possible. Hi, love. Welcome to episode 109 of the Money Love Podcast. All right, y'all. Today, we are going to be talking about confusion, the emotion of confusion. I feel like we have been on an emotion slash feelings slash vibration kick lately (laughs) because I don't know. It's something that I've been giving a lot of focus to recently is just how I'm feeling, not only how I'm feeling in my day-to-day, but also how I'm feeling in relation to my health, in relation to money, in relation to my relationships. And so it's work that I'm doing and feeling really inspired by. And I also know through coaching you guys and our group coaching calls every single week and also one-on-one within Overcoming Overspending that The feeling component is really the area that so many of us are struggling with, and it really bubbles up to the surface when it comes to managing our money, reaching our full financial potential, and building the wealth that we are all destined for. Confusion is actually an emotion that is coming up over and over and over when I am coaching with you guys. And it got to the point last week where I wrapped a coaching call where we were primarily talking about this person being confused and me giving her coaching to help her get her out of confusion that I was like, okay, it's it's time, right? Like it's time we do a podcast episode about this. And so today we are going to be talking about our commitment to confusion. So to kick us off, I want to tell you guys a story of where I even heard this term of being committed to confusion. And it was actually coaching that I was watching. I wasn't getting coached. I was actually watching someone else get coached, which is something that I do quite often. And I will say this, that a lot of times, this is a little side tangent, but with coaching, we often feel that what we need most is that personalized, deep, one-on-one attention with just you and a coach. And is that impactful? Is it powerful? Is it helpful? Like, absolutely, right? I've had huge breakthroughs when I'm in a one-on-one coaching session with my coach. But I will tell you that I've had just as many, if not more, completely life-altering and just aha moments when I am watching someone else get coached. Because oftentimes, someone else will come to a coaching session in a group coaching environment And it's often something that I'm struggling with, or it's something that like I didn't even know I was struggling with it, but hearing this person talk about it, it's kind of like, oh yeah, I'm going through something really similar. And hearing this person get coached on this particular question or topic or issue and hearing what the coach has to say and has to offer to them, I can take it and apply it to what I'm currently going through. Anyways, that's a little bit of a side tangent, but All to say, where I got this phrase of being committed to confusion was when I was watching someone else get coached. And it was really in a business setting, but I think that this term can apply to anything and it especially applies to our money. And this was in a business sense, but essentially what was happening is the woman that was getting coached, she just kept saying, I don't know. I'm really confused. I don't know what my niche should be. I don't know what the next step that I should take should be. She just had so much confusion around the direction that she should be taking her business in. 
And the coach that was coaching her kept asking her these clarifying questions, right? Kept asking her, okay, well, what about this? And what about this? And kept trying to lead her down a path and kept trying to lead her to clarity. And the woman that was getting coached just kept coming back to how confused she was and how much she didn't know and how, you know, there were so many different directions that she could go and there were pros and cons to each and yada, yada, yada. I mean, the coaching went on for about 10 minutes before the coach finally just stopped her. She said, stop, I want you to stop talking. And then she goes, I'm going to ask you a question and I want you to answer this question. She asked the woman, why are you so committed to being confused about this? Why are you so committed to being confused about this? And I remember, it's like one of those moments that like, I don't know if I'll ever forget. It was a very like profound coaching moment for me. I literally remember my jaw just dropped, not even because of the audacity of the coach to ask her that. I think it was actually an incredibly brave question for the coach to ask this woman this for all the reasons we're going to talk about in today's episode of just how we as human beings think about the emotion of confusion. But It was such a profound question to me and really had me think about the emotion of confusion in a way that I had never thought about it before, right? Of how as human beings, we become so committed to being confused. And so it was funny because of course the woman was like, well, what do you mean? Like, what do you mean? Why am I committed to confusion? I'm not committed to it. I just am. I am confused. I don't know what to do. There's a lot of different choices and a lot of different decisions I have to make. And I don't know what the right decision. I mean, she just went on and on and on. She was kind of defensive about it, which is fine. Like, that's no problem. But just the fact that the coach asked her that question of why are you so committed to confusion? By the end of the coaching, the woman had kind of started to see how she was indulging in confusion and how the confusion wasn't helping her, it wasn't serving her, and it wasn't helping her move forward. And I see so many of you guys indulging in confusion in our coaching sessions together and specifically in relation to money, right? Like there's so many things that not only are you confused about them, but you have become so committed to the confusion that you have just become stuck and stagnant and you're not moving forward. You're confused about how to budget. You're confused about how to use YNAB. You're confused about how to start investing. You're confused about which credit card to pick. You are confused about how to combine or not combine finances with your spouse or your significant other. Like, there's just so many things that you tell yourself, well, I just don't know. I'm confused, which seems very true and seems very valid, right? Like, I totally understand that in a lot of senses, there is a knowledge gap or an information gap, right? Where we simply just don't have the knowledge or the information that we need to move forward. And that's certainly one thing. But when it comes down to taking the steps forward to actually get that knowledge, get that information, or just to make a decision and move yourself forward, we become indulgent in the confusion. So in the coaching world, we consider confusion to be what's called an indulgent emotion. There's a couple like major indulgent emotions. Confusion is one. Anxiety is one. Overwhelm is another. But they are typically emotions that we like to indulge in. That's why they are called indulgent emotions. We like to kind of just set up shop and set up camp while we're living in these emotions and we stay there. We keep ourselves there. We indulge in the emotion and we use the emotion as an excuse not to move forward. 
And in my opinion, confusion is probably the worst and the sneakiest out of all of these indulgent emotions. I really think that confusion truly is a useless emotion because in my perspective and from what I've seen with me and with you guys, it really doesn't create any positive results for us. All it creates is stagnation towards the things that we know that we want. Some of you guys want to start budgeting and you want to start being better with your money. You want to create a budget in YNAB, but you're confused about how to use YNAB. So then you just don't, right? You never end up creating the account. You never end up trying. I know some of you guys want to stop spending so much money on eating out and on takeout. You want to cook more at home, but you keep telling yourself that you don't know how to cook. You are confused on how to start. You don't know any recipes. You tell yourself you just don't know what to do and how to put it all together. So then you never do. Some of you guys are in situations where you need to get your income up and you need to start making more money but you keep telling yourself that you're confused on how to do that. Well, I don't know how to make more money. How would I make more money? I'm just this. I'm just that. This is where I'm capped in my profession or in my career field. I'm confused about how I would make more money. Some of you guys want to start a business, but when it comes to starting a business, you're like, I'm confused about that. I don't know how to start a business. What would I even have a business about? What would I do? What would I sell? There's so many unanswered questions to be confused about. Starting investing or picking a credit card. You're like, I don't know how to invest. How does someone invest? How do you do it? Like, how do you buy a stock or how do I just start investing in an index fund? Now, I do want to make this disclaimer because, like I said, yes, with a lot of these things, there is just a knowledge gap and an information gap. But this is really about today's episode is truly about you denying your own wisdom. This is about not wanting to look inside not wanting to be conscious, not wanting to take the steps to figure out what the answer is so that you can continue to move forward. Because it's one thing to say, listen, I'm confused, but I'm going to figure it out versus I'm confused. Therefore, I'm not going to take it any farther than there because I'm confused and I don't know what to do. And some of y'all think that like confusion just happens to you. It's a state of being. We think confusion signifies something permanent about our knowing or not knowing what to do. Like if I don't have the information right now, I never will. If I don't know what to do right now, I never will. So what we do is we camp out in the land of confusion and we assume that like magically one day the clouds are going to part and shine down certainty upon us, right? Like one day we're going to wake up and be like, oh, I'm suddenly not confused anymore. And the sad thing is, is that you can spend days, months, even years camped out in confusion land. Like literally people spend years of their lives being confused about life decisions, like whether they should change jobs or careers, whether they should start a family, whether they should get into or out of a relationship, whether they should move to a new city. They also stay confused about skill sets or knowledge sets that are just too confusing to figure out, quote unquote. And we think that if we just wait around being confused long enough about these things, that suddenly the answer or certainty will just present itself to us. But the truth is, is that the longer that you stay confused, the more confused you get. Confusion is an indulgent emotion because it's a really comfortable place for most of us. And so many of us just remain committed to the confusion. Now, I know some of y'all are hearing this and being like, but I don't want to be confused, Paige. I really don't know what to do. I really don't have a certain set of knowledge or information that I need to move forward. But the truth is, if we're really being honest with ourselves, that many of us just like to stay 
confused. We become committed to the confusion because when we're committed to confusion, we don't have to take responsibility for making decisions. We don't want to have to go through the growing pains of figuring things out. We don't want to have to take missteps along the way, which most of us realize is inevitable when we're learning something new or when we're stepping out into uncharted territory. Your brain is always going to prefer to say, I don't know. It's always going to prefer to say, I'm confused because knowing something, figuring something out requires attention and effort. And truthfully, your brain would rather just binge Netflix or take a nap. Saying, I don't know, saying I'm confused is safe. And your brain likes feeling safe, even though you're not growing and you're not achieving and you're not learning to manage your mind and you're not creating the life that you want. It's safe and it's familiar and it's comfortable inside the cave. And confusion is the cave. Okay. So when you are in confusion, I just want you to visualize yourself just being in the cave that feels cozy and comfortable and safe, but nothing exciting and nothing great and nothing worthwhile ever happens inside the cave. When we explore the unknown, meaning we come out of confusion into the unknown, there is a biological reaction inside of us that is like danger, danger, right? It's, it's fear, it's danger, it's threat. And our brains kind of challenge us and say like, why would we put ourselves in a situation where we don't know anything? That's scary. That's uncomfortable. Let's just stay in the safety and the security of staying confused. Because when we stay confused, we don't actually have to do anything. We don't have to put any skin in the game. But the ironic part is that in both of those situations, you don't know. Like when you're in confusion and you're telling yourself that you don't know how to do it or you don't know what steps to take or you don't know how to acquire the knowledge, you don't know. But you're also scared and resisting of the not knowing. I hope I'm making sense here. The uncomfortableness that comes with being new at something or learning a new skill, there is a huge element when you're in that place of not knowing things, right? When you're first starting out something, you're like, okay, I'm going to go out and I'm going to try this thing. But truthfully, I have no idea what I'm doing, right? It's like, how many times have I said that? Like, I'm going to go and I'm going to do it, but I have no idea what's going on. I have no idea what I'm doing. So when we're new and when we're in that beginning phase, there is a huge part of us that's in the not knowing, the awkwardness, the clunkiness, the failure you know that you're going to make a lot of mistakes. So when you're in confusion, you don't know. So you stay in confusion and you stay in the not knowing because you have a fear of also not knowing. Like you have a fear of going out and trying something and not knowing. So either way, you're not going to know, right? Like if you stay in the confusion, you're not going to know. And when you first go out and you start doing something, you're not going to know. Either way, you're not going to know. So the not knowingness is going to happen. But the question becomes, if I'm going to go through a phase of not knowing for a period of time, which not knowing actually moves me closer to where I want to be? Does the not knowing of staying in confusion keep me where I want to be? Or does the not knowing of actually going out and trying and learning and failing, does that get me closer to where I want to be? Ironically, the only way to get out of the not knowing for good and to get to a place of knowingness, of skill, of mastery is to actually start to move forward. So many of us become committed to the confusion. So many of us, maybe you're resonating with this, become committed to the confusion that we feel and we choose confusion 
over forward progress. Because honestly, I know this sounds a little harsh, but like confusion has just become a cop out. Confusion has become a cop out from having to actually put pen to paper and make a decision. Confusion has become the scapegoat of us having to stretch ourselves and learn new things and do uncomfortable things. Because it feels very noble and it feels very valid when we get to say, well, I just don't know. Well, I'm just confused. I don't know what to do. I don't have the information. And we say these statements like they are unchangeable circumstances, right? Like we would say that the sky is blue. Like, yes, the sky is blue and the sky will always be blue. And there is nothing that we can ever do about changing the fact that the sky is blue. But we talk about confusion like that, right? Like when we say, I don't know what to do. I'm confused. It's kind of like we're saying, well, the sky is just blue. I can't change it. Like I can't change being confused. It's just what I am. I'm just confused. But then it's like, okay, but no, right? Like if there's a knowledge gap, if there's a skill gap, an information gap, how can we figure out what we need to know to move ourselves forward? When we're committed to confusion, we don't make progress. We don't grow, evolve. We don't have new adventures. And probably most importantly, we don't learn to manage our minds. For the rest of the episode, I'm going to give you some tactical tips on how you can actually get yourself out of confusion. If you feel like you are somebody who likes to indulge in confusion a lot, if you feel like you are somebody who is really committed to confusion, like you and confusion are besties. But before I go into that, please just hear me. And I want you to be thinking about confusion in a new way. That confusion is not a noble place to be. I think when we say, well, I'm confused, it's kind of like we're thinking about it. We're deliberating it. We're trying to make a choice. We're trying to make a decision. Do not allow yourself to get stuck in the land of indecision. And in fact, if you consider yourself to be like an indecisive person, if you feel like you're confused a lot and you're really struggling with this, after this episode, I highly recommend that you go listen to episode 36. It's an episode I did a while ago, but it's called Decision Debt. And it's an episode where I talk about indecision and about how when we don't make decisions and we don't decide to move forward, we get ourselves into what's called decision debt. So I've come up with five things that you guys can use to get yourself out of confusion. So let's just start with the first thing. The first thing that I want you to do is I want you to reframe confusion from something that just happens to you to something that you actually are creating with your mind and with your thoughts. Okay. And this is going to be a big reframe for a lot of us. It was a big reframe for me, right? Because my whole life I had gone through thinking about confusion as something that just happens to me. Because I think a lot of us, when we think about confusion, we think about it in like an academic sense, right? Like I imagine myself just sitting in calculus when I was a junior in high school, like trying to understand what was going on and just feeling so confused about it. And now I can look back and I can clearly see that a lot of the confusion that of course, yes, it was a new skill that I was learning and I was trying to get the math to like click in my brain. But I would say that most of the confusion that I was experiencing then was because of what was going on in my head. Because of thoughts like, I don't understand this. I'm not smart enough to figure this out. I shouldn't be in this room. I shouldn't be in this class. This is too complicated for me. All of those were thoughts that I was having in my brain, which was creating the confusion. Now, the reason that I want you to start reframing this, coming out of, okay, confusion doesn't just happen to me. Confusion is something that I create. Is because when you think about confusion as something that just happens to you, that just hits you, that just falls out of the sky and smacks you in the head, then when you believe that, 
you won't do anything to fix it because you will just be waiting for it to magically go away, just how it magically appeared, right? You're thinking, okay, well, it just fell out of the sky. So now I just have to wait to wake up one day and not feel confused anymore, which means that we won't go into a proactive state of doing the things that we actually need to be doing to get ourselves out of the confusion, like managing our mind and taking steps forward. You have to stop believing the thought, I am confused as some sort of like objective state that you have nothing to do with, right? A lot of the times we feel confused because of the narrative that goes on in our brain, right? Especially with money. I'm not smart enough to figure this out. I'm bad with math. I'm not a money person. No one ever taught me about money. It's like, of course, when you're having those thoughts, you're going to feel confused. So the first reframe I want you to make and understand is that confusion is something that you can control. You control whether or not you are going to be confused. And even if you find yourself in a mindset where you legitimately feel confused about something, knowing that you can actually take the steps to move yourself out of the confusion so that you don't have to stay there and indulge in the confusion and be committed to it. So that's the first reframe. The second thing I want you to do is I want you to realize how confusion is actually keeping you stuck. And I want you to reframe confusion from something that means stop abort the plan, don't go any further, to something exciting, to reframing confusion as a signal that you are on the cusp of a major breakthrough. When I find myself feeling confused, again, I go back to number one. The first thing that I do is I say, okay, I'm creating this confusion. It's not a place I have to live in. I don't have to camp out in confusion land. And secondly, let's not use this confusion to mean something bad and to mean that I have to remain stuck and stagnant. I'm experiencing this confusion because I am making a big decision, because I am learning a new skill, because I am acquiring new knowledge that I've never required before in a way that is really stretching my brain and challenging me. Also, don't forget, guys, like I know we talk about dopamine a lot on the podcast, but when we learn new things and when we acquire new information, we also get a hit of dopamine from that. Novel experiences, new things create a rush of dopamine within us, which can make the learning of something new seem more exciting, but it also makes us want to repeat the experience over and over again. So embrace the confusion that you feel, right? Understand I don't have to stay here forever, but also like, let's embrace it. Let's not be like, oh no, I'm confused. What do I do now? I guess that means I can't move forward. I guess that means this isn't meant for me. I guess this means this is just going to be too hard because I'm confused. It's like, no, I'm confused means that I am learning something I've never learned before. I am challenging myself in a way that I've never been challenged before. And that in and of itself is incredibly exciting. That's the second reframe I want you to make about confusion. The third thing I want you to do to get yourself out of confusion is I want you to just give yourself permission to be a beginner and go through the failure that will inevitably come when you are trying something new. If you want to try YNAB for the first time, I'm telling you right now, it's not going to make sense at first. You're going to screw up a lot. You're going to make a lot of mistakes. Your accounts probably aren't going to reconcile. You're going to be cursing me. You're going to be like, Paige, like, why did I do this? This is confusing. And I tell people all of the time, the reason that I am so good at YNAB today, the reason that 
I actually very rarely have failures and make mistakes when I'm in YNAB. And the reason that I can go into my account and pretty much anyone else's account and immediately see what's wrong and see what's going on is because I have made hundreds, hundreds of mistakes and failed countless times over the years of me using the system. So I think a lot of the times we keep ourselves in confusion because we don't want to step out and be new. We don't want to be a beginner. We don't want to have to deal with the failure that we know will come when we're trying new things. And I think one of the best questions you can ask yourself is, what am I afraid to know? If you're feeling confused, what am I afraid to know? Or a variation of that is, what am I afraid to experience? If I did know, like if I did have the knowledge that I needed and I was able to take that first step forward, what am I afraid that I would experience? And more than likely, I think that you'll find that at least one answer to that question is some sort of failure in some flavor. And I love asking these two questions because I feel like if we ask ourselves a question and we believe that we know the answer, you will know the answer, right? Like we can access so much of our own wisdom. I feel like we have so much more wisdom in ourselves and access to so much more wisdom than we allow ourselves to know because we're constantly indulging in confusion and we're constantly indulging in procrastination and we're constantly telling ourselves, like, I don't know. And the other thing about this one is that many of us think that we have to get it right, right out of the gate. This is just our brains indulging in all or nothing, black and white thinking. Like we don't like to be in those beginning stages or in those middle stages. It's like we want to go from having a zero to a million dollar net worth. We want to go from not knowing how to work YNAB at all to just like being a wizard in it. We want to go from, you know, day one of starting the business to having a multiple seven figure business. We think we have to have it right out of the gate. We think we have to reach the destination ASAP. When in reality, the way that you learn and become a master at something is through failing a bunch of times. One of the best ways to actually know something, to learn something, to actually get yourself out of confusion is to, in fact, try a bunch of things that don't work rather than doing a bunch of things that do work. I'm telling you, this is me and YNAB. I'm like, okay, well, that didn't work. (laughs) That didn't work. I know that doesn't work. Oh, well, that screwed something up. But when you go through knowing things that don't work enough times, it helps you pin down what actually does work. And it does get you to a point where you can say, here's what I do know. And I love, love, love that notion of saying, here's what I do know. And even in the beginning, if you have to say, here's what I do know, is that I know all of these things over here don't work. And that's what I know for sure. Because I think sometimes when we're asked a question or when we're trying to figure things out, our knee-jerk reaction is just to say like, well, I don't know, right? Like I'm confused. I don't have the answer. But instead we can say, well, here's what I do know for sure. I do know for sure that all of these things I tried don't work. And really getting to that reframe of saying the things that you do know for sure versus the things that you don't know. Even if the only things that you do know for sure at that point in time are the things that don't work, there's still a lot more that you know than you did before. And so giving yourself credit for that. And then lastly, on this point, I just want to say this, is that you really have to get yourself to the realization that The discomfort of not reaching your full potential is always going to be greater in the long run than the discomfort of indulging in confusion and in staying stuck. 
And at the end of the day, like we like to indulge in confusion and we like to stay in the confusion cave, but that's uncomfortable too, because when we're doing that, we know that we're not reaching our full potential and that's uncomfortable. So is it uncomfortable to actually like step out and fail and make mistakes and to be the beginner, to kind of be the odd man out, the awkward one, the clunky one, the one that doesn't know anything, the one that's at the beginning of their journey? Like, yes, of course, all of those things are incredibly uncomfortable, but that's how you get to the point of skill. That's how you get to the point of mastery. And I would take that discomfort all day, every day over the longer term discomfort of knowing that I didn't try, knowing that I didn't show up, knowing that I indulged in confusion for my entire life and that I didn't reach my full potential. Let's use this example. In order for you to get to your 109th podcast episode, I had to put out episode one and two and three and four and all the way up to 109. And that kind of leads me to the fourth tip that I want to give you for coming out of confusion is that you don't need the entire journey. Okay. And even in the beginning, I don't even want you to be focused on the entire how. So many of us are so greedy for the how, especially with money, y'all, especially with money. With money, we're like, just tell me how. Just tell me how to budget, how to use my nap, how to get out of debt, how to raise my credit score, how to negotiate a raise. And yes, all of those things are helpful. And is it helpful to kind of have an A to Z blueprint? Like, yeah, of course it is, right? Like I love myself a good blueprint and a good, you know, journey of steps A to Z. But oftentimes the truth is, is that especially in the beginning when we're trying to do the bigger things in life, we don't know the whole path and we don't have steps A through Z. And because we don't have that entire path and journey, we allow that to keep us stuck. We say like, well, I don't know what to do. I don't have the steps. I don't have the blueprint of how I'm going to get from A to Z. And this is just another way that our brain is kind of a bully to us and indulges in the all or nothing black and white thinking is that your brain tries to tell you if you don't know every single step that you're going to have to take along the way, you might as well just not try. What's the point? The truth is though, is that I always say you don't need steps A through Z. You only need to have step A. Because oftentimes what happens is that when you take step A, step B will end up revealing itself to you once you've taken step A. And then once you take step B, step C will more than likely reveal itself to you once you've gotten to step B and so on and so forth until you've gotten all the way from A to Z. But very rarely do we go into a situation having the entire process, having steps A through Z. You have to be comfortable enough to just say like, I don't know the entire how, and it's okay that I don't know the how. All I need to focus on right now is just knowing the first part of the how, the very first step of the how, step A. Now, I know some of you are even going to want to argue with me and be like, but Paige, I don't even know step A. I don't even know step A. And to that, I'm going to call BS on you. Because what I also find is that in 99% of situations, most of us can come up with at least, at least one thing that we can try that will get us in the direction of what we want to go do. And when I find myself saying that I don't know, one question I love to ask myself is, okay, but if I did know, if I did know, what would be the first step that I would take? Also think of it this way. If someone came up to you and said, I will give you a million dollars if you can just take 
one step towards the thing that you want to do. And there's no right answer. There's no right thing to do. There's no wrong thing to do. Like literally you just have to take your best guess at the very first thing that you need to do to get you closer to where you want to be. And just by doing that, I will give you a million dollars. What would you do? What would your brain come up with for you to solve that problem for you and to answer that question for you? Don't allow yourself to get stuck in the black and white thinking of, I have to know the entire path. You don't have to know the entire path. And many times you're not going to know the entire path. And if this point in particular is resonating with you, if you're someone who's like, yeah, like I can definitely tell that this part of the equation is for sure keeping me committed to the confusion that I'm feeling, I want you to go listen to another episode. It's episode 55 called How Greed. And I talk a lot about the how in that episode. I talk a lot about how we become so committed to the how and how in the beginning, the how is none of your business. And I give you more actionable steps that you can take for even just this point that we're talking about here. So just take the first step. Ask your brain the question, if I did know what to do, what would be the first thing? What would be my best guess of the first step that I could take? And that leads me to the fifth and final tip that I have for you here is use questions. Use the power of questions to get yourself out of confusion. So often when we're in confusion, we go into statement mode versus question mode. Statement mode or sentence mode is simply just stating sentences, right? Like stating statements. So we'll say things like, I'm so confused. That's a statement. I don't know what to do. That's a statement. I'm not a math person. I'm not a money person. No one ever sat down and taught me about money. Those are all statements. And there's a famous saying, I don't know who says it, but it's a famous saying, and it goes something along the lines of how a statement closes the mind and a question opens the mind. Because with a statement, again, you're just talking about confusion in a way that you're saying like, this is just who I am. These are the facts of the situation. It cannot be changed. So why would I ever put forth time, effort, and energy to change it? A question though is going to open your mind. So instead of saying, I'm so confused, ask yourself a question that's going to open your mind to solve for the confusion. So instead, you could say, if I did know what to do, what would be the first step that I would likely take? I want to put a little caveat here too. Be careful with the questions because I also don't want you guys asking yourself dead-end questions. Dead-end questions are questions where you're going to come up with a dead-end answer And those are not helpful to you because dead end questions is basically just you taking a negative statement and like turning it directly into a question, right? So an example would be saying like, I'm so confused would be the statement. And then the question version of that would be, why am I so confused? It's the same thing. Like basically you're just asking a dead end question that's implying that you're confused. And the thing about our brains, you guys, is that your brain is like a computer, And when you ask your brain a question, it's going to want to answer that question for you. So when you ask yourself, why am I so confused, which is a dead end question, your brain is still going to go out and answer that question for you. Your brain is going to tell you, well, you're so confused because you're not smart enough to figure this out. And you're not a money person. You're not a math person. Wealth isn't meant for you. You've just never been good with money. You've always been someone who's blown it. So when you ask yourself a dead end question, your brain is going to offer back dead end answers to you that will just keep you indulging in the confusion. So things like, why am I so confused implies 
I'm confused. Why is this so confusing? Implies this is confusing. Why can't I figure this out? Implies that you can't figure it out. So get into the practice of asking yourself really big and really powerful and thought-provoking questions. Because again, any question you present to your brain, your brain will go out and answer it for you, just like how a computer would, right? Like think of your brain as like chat GBT, right? Like you put in something into chat GBT, it's going to give you an answer back. And that's how your brain is. So instead, we can start to ask ourselves questions like, How can I learn to use YNAB in two weeks or less in a way that feels fun or exciting? How can I become someone who loves to cook? So questions are one of my favorite tools that you can use to get yourself out of any form of confusion that you're feeling, whether it's confusion about money or something else. Ask yourself really, really powerful, expansive questions. I heard someone say this one time and I thought it was so good. She said, the quality of your life is going to be based on the quality of questions that you ask yourself. How good is that? The quality of your life is going to be based on the quality of questions that you ask yourself. And so when you're constantly going around being like, why can't I figure this out? Why am I so confused? Why is this so confusing? Why is nothing working out for me? Am I ever going to be able to do this? Am I ever going to be able to figure this out? Your brain is going to answer those questions for you more than likely with negative evidence that supports the negative underlying belief in those questions versus asking yourself really solid, powerful, and like I said, expansive questions that are going to challenge you and grow you and help you take the first step forward. And I know I've been giving you guys a lot of past episodes to go listen to, but another great past episode to go listen to is episode 47. That episode is called The Power of Questions. So again, if you're wanting to use this tool deeper of actually asking yourself really, really good questions, go and listen to episode 47, where we dive into this fifth tip in a lot of detail. And I give you a lot of good things in that episode that you can use to ask yourself really good and powerful questions. That is what I have for you guys this week. The commitment to confusion. I want to end by saying that you are not confused. You are not confused. I have to tell myself this all the time. I tell myself, Paige, you're not confused. You're not confused. You know what to do. And even when my brain wants to come back to me and say, I am confused, I don't know what to do, then I go to, okay, if you did know what to do, what would just be the first step that you could take? Confusion is not something that simply happens to you. It is often created in our minds by the narrative that we have about what we know and what we don't know. We have to start thinking of confusion from something that means stop, abort. You don't have what you need to move forward to get excited. Like you are on the cusp of something great. You are on the cusp of a breakthrough. You have to give yourself permission to start, be fresh, be bad at things, not know things, fail, be clunky, be awkward, because you always have to go through that to get to the point of skill and mastery. You are not going to be able to go from zero to 180 overnight, right? It's just not how it works. And oftentimes, the way that you are going to figure out what to do is by figuring out what not to do. You don't need the entire journey. Just take the first step. And oftentimes, the first step will reveal the next step and the next step and then the next step to you and use the power of questions to get yourself out of confusion mode. There is no need for you to hold yourself back any further because you are committed to confusion. You're not confused. 
you know what to do. You have all the steps and all the wisdom and all the knowledge that you need to move yourself forward. All right, you guys. Hope this one helped. Hope that resonated with you. If it did, I would be honored and so blessed if you would take just 60 seconds to leave a review of the show on iTunes. I want to extend an invitation to all of you to come join me and get coaching from me on your mindset, on your emotions, and with your money within Overcoming Overspending. And also, if you haven't, make sure to check out my free training all about why you impulse shop and how to stop. I'm going to put the links to all of this in the show notes so that you can access it easily. I hope you guys have a fantastic week and I will see you next Tuesday. Bye. Hey girl, if you enjoyed this episode, I want to invite you to join me in overcoming overspending. It's my signature program where I take you through my three-phase approach to stop impulse shopping and overspending so that you can finally start making substantial progress with your finances. Through the self-paced online program, the student community group, and live weekly coaching with me, you will receive all the encouragement you need to finally achieve lasting change with your money habits that have been sabotaging you for so long. You'll have money back in your pocket. You will leave behind the stress and the worry that you currently experience with money, and your spending will be controlled purposeful and actually feel good and be fun. The best part is it's 100% risk-free. You have a lifetime to implement my proven process. And after doing that, if you don't make your investment back, I will give you a full refund. Your results are guaranteed or the program is on me. Just head over to overcomingoverspending.com to get started. I can't wait to have you as a student within the program.